Welcome to the Big 5-0 Cats and Kittens. We're grooving into episode 50 of the Merkle Treehouse, the one and only Bitcoin podcast that's got that extra special spark. Can you feel it? I'm the band leader, Horace Morris, and it's a gorgeous Wednesday, August 16th, 2023. Life, my friends, is sweet like a smooth bass line. You dig? For the next 15 minutes or so, let's forget about the daily hustle and bustle. I want you to channel all your attention right here to the Merkle Treehouse. This is your sanctuary, a realm of soundness, love, and that down-to-earth humbleness. Just let loose, let go, and let these sonic sounds embrace you. And now, it's time to give it up for the groovy chick who's going to keep the vibe riding high and the groove alive. She's the heart and soul of this show, the one and only Miss Audrey Merkel. Thank you, Horace, and to our dear listeners, a warm and hearty thank you for being with us today. As we find ourselves perched atop the midweek hill, it's a day of significance indeed. We've reached a true milestone, the grand episode 50 of the Merkel Treehouse. As our audience continues to grow in numbers, we want to extend our heartfelt gratitude for the unwavering support we receive from all of you. It's with great pride that we mark this moment in our journey, but let's not make too much of a fuss. We'll keep the grand celebrations in check. We invite you to keep the Merkle Treehouse momentum going. Help us spread the word far and wide. For those who engage with us, be it through cheers or constructive criticism, we're all ears. So connect with us on your favorite Noster client and share your thoughts. We're zapping every comment that comes our way. Your feedback fuels our journey and we're honored to have you as part of our loyal and engaged audience. And with that out of the way, let's get started, shall we? Amidst the summer's halted counteroffensive by the Ukrainians, President Biden turned to Congress last Thursday with a plea for an extra $24 billion aimed at aiding Ukraine in its battle against Russia's occupation. This move sets the stage for a significant trial, a test to gauge whether the extensive war endeavor can maintain the bipartisan backing it has garnered ever since Moscow's forces crossed the border nearly 18 months ago. Pause for a moment to let that sink in. $80 billion has already been poured into this ongoing Ukrainian conflict. One might wonder, as the coffers empty and the price tag skyrockets, has the United States lost its diplomatic teeth? Has the realm of international relations become overshadowed by a cloud of ceaseless turmoil and destruction? And now our correspondent Sammy Nash is ready to provide us with all the intriguing details. Over to you, Sammy. Hey, all you savvy Bitcoiners out there. Sammy Nash here. Gather round as we dive into the latest budget spectacle featuring everyone's favorite pastime, throwing around billions like it's Monopoly money. Guess what, folks? President Biden's doing a budget dance again, and this time it's all about Ukraine. Yep, you heard me right. $24 billion is on the table. And they're not playing poker, they're playing geopolitics. It's like an international financial game of let's make a deal, and Uncle Joe's the host. But hold your horses because this isn't just about Ukraine. This $24 billion is part of a grand $40 billion spending package. I mean, why stop at $24 billion when you can go all out, right? It's like going to the grocery store for milk and coming back with a cow. Now you'd think with all this money being thrown around, they could at least hire a decent copywriter for these official statements. I mean, we will stand with Ukraine as it defends its sovereignty for as long as it takes... Sounds like they're drafting lines for a never-ending soap opera. Coming soon to a budget near you, 
the bold and the bureaucratic. The icing on this budget cake includes disaster relief and border security, because nothing says border security like shuffling money across international borders, right? It's like buying a new lock for your front door while leaving the back door wide open. This budget boost comes as polls reveal that Americans are getting tired of this war charade and are more concerned about their own laundry list of problems. I mean, who needs war when you've got student loans and a mortgage to worry about, am I right? 55% of Americans are giving this budget a collective side-eye and saying, nah, we're not too thrilled about sending more aid to Ukraine. It's like a budget reality show where the contestants are the American taxpayers and they're voting with their wallets. So my fellow adventurers, while the politicians play budget bingo, we're here in our little corner of the internet, stacking those precious sats and learning the real art of financial freedom. While they throw around money for billionaires, we're focused on money for the billions. And that's a game I'm more than happy to play. This is Sammy Nash, serving up some truth from the stage of soundness. Stay calm, hodl on, and remember, keep stacking that sweet, sweet corn. Thank you for the report, Sammy. Ladies and gentlemen, the endless hum of the money printers continues its rhythm, churning out currency with every crisis that arises, every conflict that emerges. It seems our government wields a single tool, a hammer, and as a result every problem becomes a nail to them. To dive deeper into this intricate web of finance and conflict we now turn our attention to Pinto Pete, waiting out on the range. He's ready to shed light on the intricate dance between our current fiat monetary system and the historical tapestry of warfare. Take it away, Pinto. Well howdy there, amigos. Pinto Pete here and life is good. I want to thank you all for joining me again, it sure is nice of you. Today we're going to rustle up a talk about a topic that's been a thorn in humanity's side for ages, inflationary monetary policies and their unfortunate connection to the world of conflict and war. Now let me break it down for you all. Inflation, that sneaky critter, rears its head when the supply of money grows faster than the goods and services in an economy. It's like having more folks at the buffet than there is grub to go around. Prices start shooting up like a bottle rocket on the 4th of July. And when folks find themselves with more money to spend, businesses don't miss a trick. They seize the opportunity and raise prices to capture that extra spending power. It's like a ripple effect, causing folks to spend sooner, fearing even higher prices down the road. This high-time preference mindset, my friends, it's a slippery slope. Now let me introduce you all to a fella named Ludwig von Mises. He had it right when he said, The most important thing to remember is that inflation is not an act of God, that inflation is not a catastrophe of the elements or a disease that comes like the plague. Inflation is a policy. It's a policy, friends, a choice made by them in charge. Let's saddle up and ride through history a spell. The Roman Empire, that's a good starting point. In the later stages, the government faced a mess of financial troubles. They started messing with their coins, reducing the precious metal content to make more coins and, you guessed it, inflation. Even back in ancient Greece, some city-states played the same old tune. Athens in the 5th century BC went and debased its silver coins, stirring up economic instability like a tornado in a barn. Now don't think for a second that other empires were any different. The Byzantine Empire, Chinese dynasties, Ottoman Empire, they all danced to the same song of debasement. Money got worth less and folks suffered the consequences. World War I, the Great War they call it, saw countries printing money like it was going out of style. Germany went hog-wild and caused hyperinflation. Prices rose faster than a wildfire in a dry prairie, scorching everything in its path. 
The value of the German mark plummeted. The United States had its own tussles too, Vietnam War and the Nixon shock. It's like the gold standard packing its bags and the dollar taking a wild ride. More money to print meant more war to fund. And now, here we are, seeing it play out again. President Biden asking for billions more for Ukraine. It's like history on repeat, and it's enough to make your head spin. So what's the bottom line, y'all? It's plain and simple. Inflationary policies and war, they go hand in hand like two peas in a pod. It's like a dance that never ends, and us regular folks are the ones caught in the crossfire. This is why Bitcoin is like a ray of sunshine breaking through the storm clouds. If we had a currency like Bitcoin, one that ain't got a central authority pulling the strings, we might just see a world where nations duke it out in the marketplace, not on the battlefield. A world where diplomacy and mutual respect take the reins, and we finally break free from this cycle of inflation and war. Bitcoin offers us a chance. A chance to build a world where we don't repeat the same old mistakes of the past. A world where folks understand the value of sound money and where nations work together for the greater good, not for the sake of power and control. And as the campfire flickers and the stars twinkle above, let's remember that change starts with us. Let's choose a different future, a future where the currency we use doesn't fan the flames of war, but instead lights up the way toward peace and prosperity. Thank you kindly for listening. Adios, friends. Thank you, Pinto. Now let's delve a bit further into the intricate phenomenon we call inflation. Throughout history, policymakers have grappled with it, often resembling firefighters who start the blazes they later extinguish. For a clearer understanding of this economic wildfire, let's turn to Eli and Polly. Children, the floor is yours. Hey Polly, have you ever heard grown-ups talking about something called inflation? Yeah, I think it's when things like toys and candy get more expensive over time, right? Exactly. Imagine we have a big basket of apples and only a few coins to buy them. But then, more coins start appearing, and suddenly everyone has lots of coins to spend. Uh-oh, that sounds like trouble. What happens next? Well, with more coins, people can buy more things like those apples. But the basket of apples doesn't grow bigger, so there's still the same number of apples as before. So if more people want apples but there aren't more apples, what do they do? That's the tricky part, Polly. Since everyone has lots of coins and wants apples, the people selling apples might say, Hey, we'll run out of apples since they are so cheap to buy, so we should make them cost more coins now. Oh no, that means apples become more expensive? Right. It's like if everyone wants to play with your favorite toy, the toy might become super popular and cost more. So, when there's more money and still the same toys or apples, the prices of things can go up. That's inflation. But why does that happen, Eli? Sometimes grown-ups do things that make more money appear, like printing more of it. This benefits the connected and devious cantillionaires who grow their wealth in assets while squeezing value out of the U.S. dollar as it passes through their grubby paws. This is the way our corrupt system has worked since Nixon took us off the gold standard in 1971. Got it, Eli. So inflation is when there's lots of money, but not enough things to buy. So the things we want become more expensive. You nailed it, Polly. It's like if we had a big box of stickers and only a few coloring books. If everyone wants those coloring books, they might start trading more stickers for them. I see, Eli. So it's important to make sure we have a balance between how much money there is and how many things we can buy. Exactly, Polly. That way we can all keep having fun and getting our favorite toys and treats without them getting too expensive. And that's the lesson for the day. Bye, Bye kids. kids. Thank you, children. And now, folks, 
Sit tight while we pay some bills. A political message from the Anger for America campaign. Attention, fellow Americans. Are you tired of the same old political games? Are you looking for a candidate who truly understands the world of Bitcoin and won't just use it as a political ploy? My fellow Americans, it's time to shine a light on a troubling truth. We deserve leaders who understand the power of Bitcoin, not those who see it as a playground for personal profit. Now, let's talk about Donald Trump. The former president claims to hold up to half a million in Ethereum, the grandest of all shitcoins. But let's be real. This is the same man who once branded Bitcoin a scam. And now he wants to be a crypto scammer himself? Give me a break. Last April, Trump teamed up with scamfluencer BitBoy Crypto to sell Trump NFTs to his supporters, promising them a piece of history. Yet just months later, he pulls the rug from under them and mints even more NFTs, leaving his followers betrayed and out of pocket. His Trump NFT sales is what accounts for his $500,000 in Ethereum. Let's call it what it is, degenerate shitcoining behavior. A man who rug pulls his own supporters, all for a quick buck. Remember folks, just because someone is orange doesn't mean they are a Bitcoiner. But friends, I'm here to tell you that there's a better way. As a true Bitcoiner and a candidate who respects the values of transparency and accountability, I will never treat Bitcoin as a get-rich-quick scheme. I believe in empowering individuals, fostering innovation, and ensuring that the Bitcoin space is a place of integrity and promise. No more shady dealings or using scammy crypto as a political ploy. Together, we can bring about real change. We can champion a future where Bitcoin is a force for good, where leaders don't just talk the talk, but walk the walk. Join me, Morton Anger, the only true Bitcoiner candidate who will fight for a Bitcoin-friendly future that benefits us all. Let's reject the degenerate shitcoiners, the legacy financial cantillionaires, and embrace a new era of responsibility and progress. Visit isupportmort.com to learn more about Morton Anger's vision for a Bitcoin-friendly future. It's time for a leader who respects your values and your financial future. Paid for by the Anger for America Campaign Committee, Let's make a difference together. I'm Morton Anger, and I approve this message. Ladies and gentlemen, as we come to a close, let's ponder on a few parting reflections. The U.S. budget, for quite some time now, has veered off its intended path, as fiat money continues to exploit the masses, fattening the pockets of the cantillionaires, the self-anointed elite among us. This perilous trajectory has ensnared our nation in a policy of war maximalism, Hidden within the depths of the military-industrial complex lies untold billions of grift. It's hard to find pride in a country that's been the source of global devastation, driven by its role as the self-appointed world police and the degradation of the very currency the world relies on, the U.S. dollar. Complaints and political posturing may fill the air, but the effectiveness of voting remains uncertain. It seems the only viable course of action left is for each of us to play our part. Strip the money from their grip, Shift your stance and invest in a brighter future. Buy Bitcoin. And with that final thought, episode 50 of the Merkel Treehouse is in the can. Don't forget. Bitblock Boom, August 24th through the 27th is right around the corner in Austin, Texas. Get a 10% discount when using the promo code MERK when registering at bitblockboom.com. I'm Audrey Merkel reminding you to keep your money hard, your heart soft, and have a little fun sometimes. Join us next Sunday for the absolute best in Bitcoin mindshare. Send us all home, boys. Hey, Vinny the Sales Guy here. If you like what you hear, please share our content. 
my wife and myself, and all our many young children thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Grazie mille, my very good friends. Thank you.